Spout Lore is made possible by contributions from our listeners. If you'd like to support us, go to patreon.com slash spoutlore. Gather round, friends, let me tell you a tale of three heroes, noble and bold. A brute, a druid, and a thief who is but nine years old. You know them by name, you know them by deed, their quests are famously daring. So here I sit, singing to you an adventure that is worth sharing. Tuck is the brute who knows not his home, he loves to sing and fight. Vigor's half-elf, he shifts his shape and wields a spear with great pride. Billy's a thief, his tiny size does mask the largest heart. Best and brightest they may not be, but their friendship outweighs their smarts. So gather round, friends, and listen close, for the tale's about to start. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Spout Lore. I'm your game master, Sean O'Hara. Joining me, as always... Playing Tacoma Dome the Barbarian, Abdul Aziz. Hello, everybody. Playing Ving the Half-Elf Druid, Paul Oppers. Hello, everyone. Playing Fat Billy the Halfling Thief, Jessica Ty. Hello, everybody. When last we left our heroes, battle was being waged in the garden surrounding the heart tree. Deep beneath said tree, Billy the Halfling Thief and Elman, young gardener, were looking for a place to plant this new sapling. Finding, with the help of Elman, a wonderful place just beneath the roots where the soil had been soaked with the wisdom of ages. Above, Tuck wrestled with Taurus, strapping elf of Nathaniel's Talon, in a fight that did not last very long. <laughs> Tuck knocking him out with a powerful headbutt and then trying a few one-liners <laughs> to see what stuck. <laughs> kind of just the same one-liner over and over in different variations. Yeah, he was working really hard in his head. He was. And it showed, honestly. The quality of it showed. It really... Yeah. Yeah. It seemed really effortful, I think. <laughs> uh, Ving lost sight of his combatant, the elderly elf, Lysander, before Tuck was accosted, set upon, by a large group of elven soldiers. Mm-hmm. Ving and Tuck fought this group together until Billy, down below, attempted to calm a threat that appeared. The tree itself began to resist the planting of the new sapling, the force of greed overtaking it, reaching out to Billy and attempting to give the fairy within what it wanted, which was sleep, rest, and the turning of the wheel. Billy began to enter his winter form as... Mm. Ice formed around him and his breath began to mist. Ving above felt this disturbance and plunged through the earth. So cool. To aid his 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 little baby boy. So cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Ving then proceeded to remove the fairy from the body of the boy mm-hmm. in an attempt to save him. Uh meeting for the first time Billy's winter form in its purest fairy state. Ving offered to play a game with Winter. And play they did. Winter chasing Ving around the chamber in a delightfully childish, but also sinister and Mm -hmm. somewhat malevolent game of tag. Ving using his elemental form to endure the bitter cold and trade Winter a little bit more time with Billy. Up above, Tuck was just beating ass wholesale. (laughs) 
Asshole. Asshole sale. Asshole sale. Oh, there was a sale on assholes? Yeah, contact us for asshole sale. <laughs> yeah, asshole sale coming at you. Okay, what happened next? Tuck was just beating the shit out of every guard that he could get his hands on. It was a full-on Donnybrook. Teeth flying, blood spilling, bones breaking. At the end, Tuck stood triumphant as he did a WWE-style Irish bare knuckle boxer call out <laughs> to the gibbous man into the face of his remaining foe before kicking his head off. <laughs> that was such an extreme thing. To, that was the most extreme thing Tuck's ever done. I would say so. Uh, below, Ving gave Elman the ring, the Chamberlain ring, so that he could communicate with Ollie and find out exactly what the sapling needed to survive as it had begun to wilt and die under the power of the heart tree using well water from Hibernia, a sunstone torch and a little bit of fairy magic. Mm-hmm. The crew put the sapling in a stronger place, siphoning the knowledge from the heart tree into the new sapling, preparing it for its life as a brand new knowledge tree. That was so sick. Such a good idea. Yeah. Ving gave the tree a bit of his blood uh, to aid and comfort and strengthen it using blood that reminded it of Ileana and Nathaniel. The wound in his hand healed over in the shape of a rune, the name Ileana. The tree was calling disgusting, dead, horrible things from across the wood uh-huh. to aid it, to protect it. Yeah. Which led to Tuck standing in the garden above, guards splayed around him in various states of dead and dying mm-hmm. as imps began to climb over the walls Mm -hmm. here to protect the corruption at the very heart of the wood. Mm -hmm. Tuck, in a last-ditch effort, attempted to smash a coin using Larry, Terry, and Chad, as he has those times before, to dispel or cut off the tree from its iconic influence. Instead, the temporary disturbance in the spiritual safeguard of the Great Forest gave way to the arrival of the Gibbous Man. And that is where we find our heroes now. He stands there in the aspect that you're most familiar with at this point. Long black traveling cloak, a walking stick, and a wide-brimmed hat. Mm -hmm. His face is shadowed a bit by the wide hat that he wears, but you see glinting in the light of the lamplighter flies, Mm -hmm. one black eye and one blue. Oh, I bet the knight comes with him. Yeah. Oh. That's why Dusk came earlier than we thought. Oh. He, was, he was traveling. Oh, that's yes. so cool. Yeah. So the sky's darkened. Mm-hmm. Rider on the Dusk. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> I've been waiting to talk to you. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Good to see you got my message. Bold. Very bold. I just wanted to say hello, meet you. Now that we're sort of on the path that we're on, I just want you to understand what you're up against. What am I up against? I'm pretty fucking dumb, dude. (laughs) So maybe you should explain it to me. Because I I don't mind (laughs) a little direction every once in a while. And the gibbous man laughs you're everything that i thought you would be he kind of holds his hands out a little bit as if to draw your attention to him i'm a god Mm -hmm. i heard you weren't really a god anymore 
And you see his eyes narrow a little bit, almost imperceptibly. People like you have tried time and time again to beat me, to outthink me, to trick me. I promise you, I will not try to outthink you. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a promise you can take to the bank. And I will not try to beat you off. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Does stalling make you feel better? It's meaningless here. We've got all the time we need. Do we notice anything? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. You guys are like, I think, all focused on the tree. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Yeah. It also might be a thing where, like, time is frozen mm. a little bit. Mm. Like, there are leaves, like, hanging in the air. Ooh. A like, drop of blood is hanging off of Ving's hand. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, the flames that Tuck saw around the tree are still around it, mm-hmm. like, in his perspective. But they're, like, frozen. They're frozen, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I think, like, as soon as the Gibbous Man showed up, like, everything stopped. Mm -hmm. For Tuck, at least. Ooh, I do like that. Yeah. And it makes it almost unclear to Tuck in that moment. Is the Gibbous Man really here? Or is he just in my head? Or is it in your mind? Yeah. Mm. And uh, you can see he kind of tilts his head a little bit. We're almost out of time already. It's disappointing. Wait, what what does that mean? Uh, I only had a short window. To come and say hello. I just wanted to see if you knew. Knew what? Do they know what you are? <gasps> and he tilts his head. And his head tilts a little too far on his neck. Do you? Tuck feels the hackles on the back of his neck go up. I'm no one. And the gibbous man stands a bit taller. Smiles says oh this is gonna be fun be seeing ya tuck rushes him uh go ahead and roll 2d6 plus dexterity eight eight as you're rushing at him you see this shit-eating grin on his face and your hand lashes out and grabs him right on the front of his cloak Mm -hmm. as he winks out of sight and something comes loose as he disappears Winding out from underneath the cloak and in your hand is a red silk scarf. It's Allison's scarf. The one you lost. Fuck! You get the message. I've been watching you for a while. I know it's important to you. And she's mine. The tree resumes its burning. The leaves resume their falling. The imps resume their approach. And the night that the gibbous man brought with him recedes beneath the tree. It feels like both an instant and a moment have passed, but you're back to your work. The tree is gladly taking in the knowledge from its uh, progenitor. And as it grows and as the sunstone torch continues its work, you feel a renewed safety sort of in this place. The feeling of greed is receded. Billy, you're like, you know, still shaken off icicles here and there but the tree is rooted and the knowledge filled water continues to run up the trunk well the stem and then the newly forming trunk as it grows of ollie the knowledge tree and the tree is beginning to rapidly grow much faster than it should but it still seems like it needs a little more help to get where it's going what do you do should we 
focus on destroying the bigger tree. That's what I was. That's uh, kind of what I'm thinking. Let's oh like, yeah, remove the negative influence because yeah. this thing's weak and small, and it's yeah. doing a really good job of growing on its own. Yeah, that's absolutely a route to go. You could just and destroy it. So just to cover the bases, the tree is filled with the demon of greed. Yes, basically. Yeah, the tree has become an icon, a yeah. demon in a sense. Yeah, it's like the icon or whatever it is, is like mm. engraved into the tree now. So yeah. it's going yeah. to like hold on to it even right. though the, the, the... The engine is gone. Is, yeah, that's I what I mean. Because yeah. 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 the knowledge tree, they take on patterns, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And an icon is just like information. Yeah. So it was infected for long enough that enough of the icon got into it. It's sharing that knowledge now across yeah. the forest. The taint is spread so wide open. <laughs> yeah, the taint. It's across the, all the land. The taint is endless and, and permanent. The blood of the taint is pumping from so far mm-hmm. out from the core of where it originally was mm-hmm. that now it doesn't matter that the engine is missing, which was the arrow in Nathaniel's heart. Yeah, so yeah. we have to untaint the OG tree yeah. by r- removing it. Yeah. Well, I wonder, okay, because we've already taken like the physical like demon out of the tree. So I, I guess I'm wondering like, mm-hmm. is it, would it function the same? Like, it's more like a memory of it. That's what I was trying to say with like the Billy, like it's not a demon in the classic sense. Right. Like you can think of things, there are options that will be unusual to how you have dealt with demons in the past because it's technically a tree that is steeped in iconic energy maybe it needs help too. Right. Like it's like Malgath, right? Like she was influenced, but she wasn't possessed, possessed. Mm -hmm. She was just soaked in it. So if Billy can find a way to like get in there and like pull all of the taint out of the tree. Yeah. Then taint is a good word for what this is. <laughs> oh, and taint. It's... Nobody's arguing that. Taint yeah. is an amazing word. I love taint. We've used it a, an adequate amount of times. <laughs> yes. It's just a normal amount of <laughs> yeah. time. So frustrating. That also means the pause between your dick and your balls because it's a great word. <laughs> no, between it your means... dick and your balls. Hey, your, it's you also me. between the vulva and the asshole. Yeah, it's I just not what... a lot of space. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all taint, baby. <laughs> Uh, yeah so we i think we can think outside the box here ving yeah let's work together yeah right okay so we we can talk to this tree we could convince it of something why don't we can can we therapize this tree i don't want to do that can we can we talk to thing talker to the demon to the spirit of the tree like we could do shadow dance now or midnight waltz where i could take ving into the fairy world mm-hmm. that's pretty epic what if oh what if okay if we go into the spirit world or the or the fairy realm and we talk to like the the pure spirit of the knowledge tree untainted mm-hmm. oh because cool. the tree will know well, yeah but, but the demon is talking over it yeah oh. right because if you go to shadow dance you go into yeah. the fairy realm yeah so the iconic cannot go there Mm -hmm. so that means if you're in shadow world then all that's left there is the part of the tree that is allowed in the fairy realm which is the spirit part of the tree oh i could right we could go do that but don't you need fairy child to use i do shadow dance but can i force it (laughs) unfortunately i think you need the The time the time thing i have an idea the time thing well there was just a sunset and a sunrise because the fucking god of the night sky showed up for two seconds so (gasps) can we say it's a new day can we argue for fairy child can we argue that fairy child should happen we must 
Ha. Huh. So the, the, the night left when the gibbous man yeah. disappeared. So it's a new day, technically. I mean, I did say that... I, I feel like I'm being bamboozled a little bit, but I'm into it. It's very, very cool. Yeah. It is a cool idea, yeah. How do you guys feel about this? Does this feel like the right thing to do? Does this feel like it makes sense? Yeah, I do. I want to roll fairy child. Okay. So go you ahead. said night came. I did. I said, day. I talked about how night got dark. We talked about how it was earlier and than Billy, it should be. Yeah. Billy and, has been waiting very patiently. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> that when he, doesn't, he, he doesn't know the night was short. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Also, you've literally been trying to do fairy childs for like three Four episodes. episodes. Yeah, yeah, totally. This makes sense. Yeah. Uh, okay. So 2d6 plus charisma. I need it. Please. Uh, Fuck. Okay, what is it? Plus? Charisma. Six plus. I think I have two. Eight. Oh, great. Uh, Fuck. That's three, isn't it? It's three, but... That's uh, huge. That's not bad. That's not nothing. It's doable. Okay. Okay. So how does Shadow Dance work and how does Midnight Waltz work? Okay, so Shadow Dance, I spend a roll of Fairy Child, a hold of Fairy Child, and I roll Wisdom Mm -hmm. to to enter the Fairy slash Shadow World. And if I use Midnight Waltz to bring someone or something with me, I use an extra fairy child hold. Okay. So it would be two hold. Yeah. Contingent on a successful roll. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So a 10 plus, I can remain out of body for three holds on a seven to nine, only one hold. Okay. Great. Then yeah, roll it. Yeah. When we go into the fairy realm, yeah. we don't have any of our things. No. Uh, no. We go in naked as the day we were born. <laughs> Wait, what? Huh? <laughs> and here we go. <laughs> hey, hold on. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Six. Aid. You aid? Oh, yeah. Four, okay. sure. Okay. Oh, God. Big aid. Take your hand, how Billy. Is, yeah, how, oh, yeah. You're just kind of yeah. holding hands. I failed. Oh Fuck. no! Wait, 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 wait! Oh, you oh. have one more fairy tale yeah. to turn a failed roll into success. Yeah. Oh, but it's only for me. Oh but wait, you, that's you great. Just you failed. can do it. I, I just failed. Yes. yes. Okay. So that's all three. So fairy child. all my fairy childs. Holy okay. shit! <laughs> <laughs> all that time, all that waiting, and they're gone. I knew it. Like dust in all the right. wind. So Worth I get one, it. one hold. Okay. How does this look? So Billy takes Ving's hands, and he's like, "Walk with me." And like our bodies fall, yeah. but we keep our spirits walk. Mm. Cool. That's very cool. And the shadow world or the fairy world is, I don't know, like kind of gauzy, like watercolory, mm-hmm. not super like definitive, like the physical world or the shadow or the spirit world. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a cute vibe here too, where it's like a kid taking his dad to yeah. his like kindergarten class yeah. for the first yeah. time. And it's yeah. all like the. <laughs> paper decorations and stuff in yeah. our thanksgiving yeah. hands yeah and you're showing me things like yeah. and this is where i killed a king <laughs> oh yeah yeah oh nice, oh that's nice. sort of like you're not stepping like step for step through this place you're like passing through a lot of like immaterial parts of the world mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. though you're still of course getting back to the tree but you're like oh if we come over here which is 500 kilometers away mm-hmm. this is where i used to sleep and uh-huh. if come, this is where i also used to sleep mm-hmm. i slept a lot of places <laughs> <laughs> you're tired boy but you're here in front of the tree it's got this painterly sort of swimming ethereal quality to it thing feels at home here yeah. Oh. What does Ving's uh, fairy oh, form yeah. look like? Oh. Oh. Oh, right. Because, yeah, Billy is in bloom. Wait, and Perel, oh, Perel was here, but he like glowed. Yeah. Because right? he he's full of magic yeah. energy. So it reacted weird. Ooh. Well, Ving, as we know, was made 
magic with magic. Oh, so maybe and you he glow. has the moonstone cave in his chest. He's connected to a billion elements, like spirits oh. too. You must look like oh. a jar of water that like a painter is dipping well, remember, their brush into. You know, I remember Ving looking like a chimera, mm-hmm. mm. like a shifting being. You're right, like yeah. you have no static being. form in the fairy. Like it's constantly moving. And I like that. When Ving passes through, there's many spirits keeping pace with him and Billy behind them. Oh, oh yeah. Because there's so many spirits that not only he is embodied, but that are walking with him. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. It's a great idea. That's really That's good. very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we cut back up to Tuck for a sec. Sure. In, in this place. Nice. Uh, the imps are coming over the wall. Fuck. <laughs> just keep doing shit in the spirit realm and yeah. leaving you to fight all the battles. We're which, so fucked up. And, and you see, as they start like landing heavily, like there is no grace in how they're coming Ugh. over the wall. Like Ugh. they're slamming into the dirt. Like breaking apart and reforming yeah, immediately. Exactly. Like the, you can hear like joints popping as they realign themselves. Gross. They start to approach. They're skittering across the ground through bushes. What do you do? Okay. Uh, I'm going <clears> to <throat> defend this fucking tree piece Great. of shit fuck and tuck is as he's <laughs> posting up to fight these stupid fucking things he's so mad that he's alone yeah. <laughs> of course <laughs> yeah he's just like fuck billy and ving better be doing something fucking useful down there <laughs> we're gallivanting yeah we are while he's posting up what does he do with the scarf he like wraps it around the wrist that always mm-hmm. holds TLC, mm-hmm. kind of like right above his like leather bracer. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead and roll defend 2d6 plus constitution. Okay. Here we go. 10. Mm. Okay. Oh. So you get three hold. Oh, shit. Uh oh. I have a negative one constitution. Okay. So you get one hold. Yeah. That's fine. I have to staunch defender, but that just gives me a plus one hold even on a miss. Oh, wait. So you have two hold. Wait, does it give me a plus one to what I got? No, it gives you a plus one hold. Even on a miss. Yeah. You didn't oh. miss. You got a seven to nine, so you get one hold. So oh, that staunch gives defender two. gives you two. Oh, Fuck yeah. Oh. yeah. Cool. And even if you fail, you always get another hold. Sick. Yeah. I get two. Yeah. Hell so yes. That's great because you notice <laughs> as they start rushing towards you, they're not rushing towards you. They're rushing towards the chasm behind you. <gasps> okay, here Whoa. we go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I am going to deal damage to the attacker equal to my level. Okay, here's where we run into like an interesting, I would say in my mind, limitation in how Dungeon World is laid out. Uh-huh. I think that this is not a clear number of foes. Yeah, uh, It feels like a situation just mechanically that's like, when we were dealing with those mermaids where it's like they're a horde so there's like yeah. a points a points total yeah. across all of them yeah. That, yeah which i think yeah i am i am forming a number in my head mm-hmm. is that, it doable for tuck yeah i think so but it's gonna be tough you know use my two holds then oh you're gonna use two of them i'm gonna use all two of my defend holds to deal 20 damage yeah is that okay yeah, that's pretty fucking okay, funny. Cool, because <laughs> yeah. that number in my head just got obliterated. <laughs> oh, good. Not ab- not obliterated. There's still quite a bit, but yeah. you did a significant chunk. And if yeah. you keep defending, it's just yeah. gonna be so funny. I can just blast the shit out of these guys. Yeah. So as this horde of chittering, rotting animal corpses rushes towards this chasm behind you, what do you do? Tuck like he reaches 
up and he grabs one of the like dead stiff branches of the tree mm-hmm. and he uses TLC to like smash it off. So he's like wielding two handed right now. Yeah. And he like runs to the hole that they're trying to get into and just like, you know, like Thor in the beginning of the Ragnarok movie where yeah. he's just like smashing yeah. shit like crazy. Uh-huh. It's that kind of thing where it's just like cutting through like imps left right and yeah. center yeah every swing is just like felling creatures yeah, yeah totally. totally bashing the shit out of everything great uh and 20 damage is more than enough to stem the tide for yep. you to uh have some time to think as i they, don't even know the meaning of the word <laughs> as they figuratively and literally regroup mm-hmm. you're just like wading through this horde of monsters sick bones and rotted flesh and fur flying everywhere they're like picking up the dead guys that i killed too yeah yeah and that's for- actually that is something uh real distant realities okay <laughs> this is a tense situation for you to be in 11 fuck me that was too much okay uh, you get three questions uh what here is not what it appears to be i think there's a <laughs> i think there's a bush far off to like your left hand side mm-hmm as you're smashing through these imps, mm-hmm. you see a face poke through. It's Nesh, oh. the, the ranger, and he looks terrified. What should I be on the lookout for? There are some of the imps that are hanging back, mm-hmm. almost showing like a weird animal kind of intelligence mm-hmm. and gathering bodies. Oh, oh, shit. What's about to happen? Nesh, from where you're standing, mm-hmm. is either about to bolt or is about to be found. And both of those would potentially spell his death. Okay. But with the right encouragement, he might be convinced to help and potentially help both of you survive. Okay. As a bunch of monsters rush up <laughs> towards you. Uh, we'll cut back to the fairy. Uh, I like that we tune back to the fairy realm and Billy's like still showing Ving around. <laughs> and I think... Billy warned Bing early on as he usually does. He'll warn anyone. Like last time he warned Pirelli, he's like, I might lose myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So I need you to help guide as well. Yeah. Bing sees Billy like wandering out yeah. into like the edge of a, of a wood and like going into a stream and bobbing for apples and having all this fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, that's, that's, I'm having fun. This is great. Why don't you grab an apple, hop on my shoulders. We're going to go. So he's never oh. really. So he picks Billy up in the Fenery realm, puts him on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Billy is like, all right, elf, let's ride. Mm-hmm. And the fur of his neck is changing from mm-hmm. all different furs of all different animals. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts like. He just starts riding him like yeah. a horse. Slapping on his yeah. leg. And with this galloping. Oh, I like to think that. And he goes like. i like to think that ving's form does shift into like a quadrupedal like spiritual kind of mount for a second like in its shifting oh Uh there's many different shapes that he takes yeah Yeah. he's kind of touching on his old spirit days and across the leagues of the fairy you reach the tree Mm -hmm. and it's in the fairy so does it have a different form or is it a tree it's very bright and it's like many constellations through. Mm. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Billy mm. can read it. Mm-hmm. And so he starts like telling stories from the tree. Would Ving also be able to read it because of his druidic knowledge of the constellations? Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. We've talked about how the runic language was from the, from the stars. Mm-hmm. So like the constellations are basically the old, oldest form mm-hmm. of that kind of language. 
Yeah, so Billy starts spouting off like tales from the tree and mm. he's like, oh. <laughs> so one time there was a wolf who grew from the longest night of winter. Ooh. <laughs> mm. and he he ran chasing the sun, but he could never catch it. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and so night spouted so many wolves and the pack grew until they were able to catch the sun and bring it down. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> That's what, sick. What'd they do with it? Oh, they threw it around until the sun got angry and it said, I'm leaving now. And the wolves howled and they're like, no, come back. This story is fucking rad. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, Jessica? <laughs> Where's this coming from? Yeah. And so the wolves howled a bunch, like so annoying. Right. And then and the- Bing howls and a bunch of howls come up from behind. Oh, him. oh it's just like the tale is old as, as time. And then so the sun gets tired of all the howling and he comes back. But he's like, you can't. You'll never touch me. And the wolves are like, oh, we'll chase you. And the wolves keep chasing. And the sun, uh, it always gets away now because it knows. Oh, my God. That's the mythic explanation <laughs> of why wolves howl at night. Holy they're, shit. They're stuck they're, on the other side of the world from the sun. They want the, the sun, sun to come back. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's beautiful, what Billy. The fuck, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Elf. What are we here for? <laughs> I- well, we're just here to... To get to the tree, we want to talk to the tree. Oh yeah, hello tree. It's been so long since I've seen you. Yeah, you finish this story and the tree kind of, I mean, doesn't turn, but you can feel its attention turning yeah. to you. Ooh, the, like what the constellations sh- kind of shift oh, and it refocuses yeah. your perspective and you see there's a face in it. Oh, oh cool. Yeah. Yes. I like <gasps> that a lot. And it, it sighs kind of contentedly, nostalgically. I was there when that first sun rose. I know. That's why it's on you. That's why you know the story. I have known the first rays, and I thank you for reminding me of that time. Can Ving flash him a little bit of that light? Oh, yeah. The tree gladly welcomes the sun. You telling the stories in the tree seem to be having a positive effect on it. Mm. Oh. So it might be a thing where it's reminding him of himself. Oh, oh yeah. Reminding like, the tree of what it was. Yeah. Asking oh. an old person about their life. Yeah. Tell me about the war. But don't <laughs> talk about black people. Just tell me about the war. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> no, oh. that's all they can talk about. Now that you mention it. No, 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 no. <laughs> Grandpa, shut up. <laughs> But yeah, that's a good point. It seemed to like that story. Um, Elf. What? <laughs> Sounds so racist. Oh, is it mean? <laughs> no, 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 it makes no. perfect sense. It makes total yeah. sense, Billy, but it's so funny to me. The fairy doesn't necessarily remember who Ving is. Yeah. Ving goes, yeah. Faye. <laughs> <laughs> and Billy's like, okay. Um, <laughs> I feel like we came here together to, to do, for a reason. We're here to ask the tree. How to get rid of a demon. Have they ever run in oh. to a demon before? And Billy starts spouting a story from the tree about demons. <laughs> and that story goes. Okay, so Billy gets all excited and his eyes bloom crazy. And he's like, mm. uh, holy shit. They're like sunflowers. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. I know. Billy went like all out. Oh, I have a demon story. Let me tell you. <laughs> and Billy puts his like hands on his hips. He's like, watch me do this. <laughs> watch me do this. Oh, that's, that's just stupid. so funny. No, it's so funny for a kid t- telling a story. Yeah. Then he yeah. lies down on the ground and puts his hand yeah. on, like, on his yeah. elbow. Everyone get comfy. Yeah. 
So the first demon came long ago, back when Spider wove its web. Spider wove its web really far and wide, and it couldn't see every corner of the web, but it had to keep its eye out because it was the creator of its web. Nothing could hurt it. So Spider went and put its eye in the 40 corners of its, of its web. And, and the, the web was so soft and cozy, things started coming to it, and it was very plush and thick and cozy for Spider. And his friend Hummingbird was away and hadn't returned to visit for a while, so Spider kept busy and he kept weaving his web. And one day Hummingbird came back, and Hummingbird was very full and, and kind of sick. And the, the spider thought, what's wrong, Hummingbird? And Hummingbird said, I need to land. I can't fly anymore. And the spider was like, that's not the nature of you, bird. You always fly. And the hummingbird landed. And um, that made spider sad because cause the web wasn't meant for Hummingbird to land. It was sticky and, and tacky and, and Hummingbird was too light. And so Hummingbird was trapped and the sickness grew. And Spider tried to help it, but it didn't know how to do anything except weave the web tighter around Hummingbird. Whoa. And so he wove his web around her, thinking it would comfort her because it comforted him. And she said, no, I'm too sick. I'm too sick. And he says, Hummingbird, what did you do? What, what got you? And she said, I thought, I thought they were seeds. I thought you gave me seeds, Spider. And Spider said, no, Hummingbird, those were my eyes. And Hummingbird had eaten his eyes, and it was making her sick. Oh. I don't like this story anymore. I don't want to tell it. You don't have to tell it. Tree, will you tell my story? Hummingbird died. And what rose from her corpse were eyes. And the eyes walked like men. Thank you for the story. It was a darker time. Tree. Yes. I think the eyes still walk the earth. They do. What do we do about them? Do we give the eyes back to the spider? No, you cannot. There is no mending this web. It must be destroyed. Has it ever happened before? When the moon dimmed and the sea found its bride, moon cast off her yoke and chained Father Night, and the dark fell from the sky across the land. You've seen the sickness that surrounds you. I have, but this sickness is not for the spirit, but for men. Without my spirit, it would hold no purchase. I would wander a while, if you would help me. Of course, what do you need from us? I think this is where the tree doesn't know. <gasps> I'll spell lore. Wait, what? if you spell lore, then you can aid. And give her a plus two. <laughs> right. I forgot the stupid way <laughs> I made this yeah. move. 26 plus intelligence. Sweet. 10. <laughs> so this is a kind of a, this is a nice combo because this is Billy trying to remember periods of history, mm -hmm. which is exceptionally difficult in the fairy. 
Because yeah. the fairy is not a place of memory. Well, especially in the spring form, because they're not meant to really like hold on to that stuff. Exactly. At least not for a while. I yeah. feel like also, but because we're walking through this place hand in hand, yeah. that is part of why you bring Ving here yes. to talk to the tree, but then also to tether you to the material exactly. boy and keep physical contact with that memory. Yeah. Yeah. So Ving is creating like a temporal context yeah. Yeah. So for that's, Billy. That's why Billy can focus. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so Billy, you remember a story, mm-hmm. or actually you remember a time, and Ving, you remember a story referenced about a thousand years ago. Ving, you would know this. And Billy, you remember this is a thing that happened while you were alive. Uh, well, as a fairy, so you're not really sure exactly when it happened. But the moon dimmed for a time, and the fairies were aghast. What has happened to the moon? Where has she gone? It was quite a hubbub in the fairy. <laughs> Uh, there was a lot of like, there were a lot of councils <laughs> at that time. A lot of parties a happened. A lot of gatherings. A lot of gatherings. Yeah, that turned into parties and yeah. then became pointless. <laughs> Almost Why were we here? Why <laughs> were we here? Yeah. You guys want to dance? Yeah. Fucking love a scuttlebutt. <laughs> um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and bounce back and forth in a way that makes sure. the most sense. The moon disappeared. The fairies were concerned. You, Ving, know that about a thousand years ago in what's known as the age of grieving, the moon disappeared and night was basically pitch black. And then very suddenly the story goes, the moon returned full force and under the power of its light, the night sky fell to the earth. Billy, you remember this as a thing that happened literally. Uh huh. The moon returned and the night sky shattered and pieces of it fell to the land. Oh, this is referenced in those tales. Ving that you that you have read as the rain of night. Mm. Billy, this was a hard time. <laughs> the sky fell, and for a time, the things of the night and the beings of shadow and darkness were stronger than ever before. But the fairies eventually learned to adapt because those things were stuck in the material plane. And over time that changed as these pieces of night disappeared, were destroyed. Some say we're gathered, secreted away. And that Ving, you know, in the, the annals of history, basically immediately precedes the first age of grieving. So that's sort of, mm. that's sort of the story. So cool. Yeah. Um, when you say the fairies, remember, it was a hard time. Like, what happened? Mainly, it was dangerous for fairies to leave the fairy. Oh, Because yeah. the, the land was overrun. With dangerous things. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so fairies, there was a time, like, obviously before that, fairies could, like, occupy anything. Yeah, come and go freely. Yeah, but there were stories of fairies that didn't return, mm-hmm. which had never happened. Yeah. The fairies remember this as the age of invasions. Oh, yeah. And there were a lot of things attempting to come through to the fairy from the material plane. There was, Whoa. yeah, there were, like, fairies that came back wrong, and they had to be banished. And that's why we call it the shadow world sometimes oh because these demons that would try to infiltrate it was like it wasn't like a full force demon but it was like shadows that would invade Mm. like our world oh maybe this was a war and the fairy was different before this that's what i'm thinking so i think the things like the oath the pinky promises the trade and stuff like that that was our weapons of defense And so, like, Whoa. the fairies became tricksters in a way, because Whoa. it was the only way to tell each other apart. 
Yeah. And so to trust people and humans, like, yeah, we had those built in, I guess, to protect the fairy realm. That's wow. Fucking rad. Oh man. So what if it's called, yeah. What if it's called the shadow world? Not because it's a shadow of the material world, but a shadow of the world it used to be. Yeah. Oh yeah. What I had this idea when you were talking like that before the fairies were fairies, they thought of themselves as the free folk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they broke off from the spirit plane and they had like freedom to roam wherever and do whatever. Mm-hmm. Through all the different realms. Yeah. Almost. And then when this happened, they became something different to defend themselves. Mm. Almost like a, a frightened people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which they, would make them tricksters too. They mm-hmm. impose these limitations and rules on themselves to keep themselves safe. Yeah. Whoa. And and it also imposes those limitations on other beings because mm-hmm. it like not only did fairies used to be able to roam freely, but other beings could interact with us freely mm-hmm. because we didn't know a time of betrayal like that. Whoa. Ving, you would you would realize this isn't even allegory. This is a real thing that happened. This is when the gibbous man was chained to the material plane. Obsidian came from the sky. That is where it was formed. And it fell to the earth. And that is what has trapped the gibbous man here. Remember you said there's one ring in the tree that's a black ring? That's the reign of night. That's so sick. I forgot about that. Yeah. It was the year of Obsidian. Exactly. Yeah. I'm basically thinking about it as that one real life year that happened where it was night for a year. Mm Mm-hmm. Like the sun was obscured completely there. It was dark for a full year because of the vo- of volcano. It was a volcanic eruption, eruption yeah. that just like blanketed the world mm-hmm. in ash. Who knows, that could be the cause of all this obsidian too. Yeah, yeah. totally. Oh, it could have been a volcanic of eruption. Of course, that's what makes sense oh, that's, for, in a physical way. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Which I like is, that a lot. I like to I like that <laughs> tether a lot. my brain around those no, moments. No, that's such a great idea. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, that is probably more part of the interesting thing. I think the really useful thing here, if I, Sean the GM, had to say it, was Billy's remembrance of the invasions and the reign of night that the fairies were safer in the fairy Mm -hmm. and that if you were to figure out a way to get the spirit of the tree into the fairy as it said the demon would have nothing to hold on to and that might burn it out right because demons need like a nervous system essentially to persist in like they need a medium to exist in a spirit some sort of life-giving thing Mm -hmm. are we not talking to the spirit of the tree right now you are (laughs) but like you know it's not in the fairy the knowledge tree is like three parts though Uh because it's nature and Mm -hmm. um like magic in a way like Mm -hmm. druid magic so that's why we can talk to it here. So if right. you could, could you, do you think you could facilitate it transitioning entirely into the fairy realm to protect itself from demonic influence? We'd have Maybe. to yeah. lose something. Ooh. Lose the no- a lot of the knowledge. Yes. So maybe that's the price. You could use your hold to do this, okay. I think. But the facilitation of the knowledge from the old tree to the new isn't complete. You could wait and risk everything. Or you could accept that some of that knowledge will be kept with this spirit. (sighs) While you think about this, let's cut back to Tuck. You are being swarmed. (laughs) Nesh is in a bush. There are (laughs) about a gajillion imps up here. It's such a hard fight for Tuck because they're not really trying to fight you. They're trying to get past you. Mm -hmm. Which makes it so much more annoying because you're like, come here. And then they just run past. I use what are you waiting for (laughs) to get them all to attack me? Fuck! (laughs) 
How do you keep figuring out my secrets? <laughs> 2d6 plus con. Fuck me. Oh. Seven. Okay, so that works. A good number of the weaker, shittier ones turn their attention towards you, and the larger ones that are making themselves larger behind them have a bit more time to do so. Okay. But nothing is trying to get through the hole at this moment. Okay. Also, Nesh is still in that bush, probably pissing himself. Okay. Tuck picks up a dead fox and he throws it at <laughs> Nesh. He's like, hey, <laughs> help me. <laughs> okay. Roll 2d6 plus charisma. <laughs> That's a really charismatic thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, useless. <laughs> you stupid asshole. Do something with this dead fox <laughs> instead of just doing nothing. Eight. Okay, okay. so seven to nine. <laughs> the fox lands near Nesh and he like flinches away from it for a second. And then he sees you like, you know, just pick up an imp and crush it in your hands. Yeah. Like you're being overwhelmed and you see him. Furrow his brow, steals his look, reaches in, pulls a bandana over his forehead, <laughs> tightens it. Oh my god. And he nods to himself one more time, goes, and then runs out of the bush. You're the best around. around. <laughs> and he's immediately whacked to the side oh, by a no. huge imp. So he's kind of separated from you, but it looks like he is trying to He's getting up. He's like pulling out the two blades that he has at his belt. Great. What do you do now? You are being absolutely hoarded by these things. Can I just defend again? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What the fuck is wrong with these dice? Six. (sighs) Ass. Fuck. (laughs) Shit. So that's a failure, huh? But I get a one. I still get a hold. Okay. Yeah. So you do get a hold. Yeah. Because of staunch defender. Yeah. And I guess you're getting chomped on. Great. What? <gasps> Doesn't have tons. Uh, you don't have tons. What if instead of him getting chomped on, like some get through? No, actually, maybe that's the idea. Those are the choices. Do you get chomped on or do a couple get through? Because <gasps> if they chomp on you, it's going to fucking hurt, dude. I, Dude, I look down and I see Billy and Vink sleeping and I'm like, <laughs> fuck! And you see Elman like, <laughs> Elman is like rushing around the tree back and forth, like with the wand, like, oh! <laughs> Tuck looks down and he's like, why is everybody useless right now? He sees Billy and Vic sleeping. He sees Elmond waving a fucking <laughs> flashlight around. And then Nesh is fucking doing Taekwondo. And court. then Gibbs me, I was just here and he said some fucked up stuff to me. I'm having a terrible day. I kicked that guy's head off. <laughs> I'm starting to feel pretty guilty about that. <laughs> but yeah, he just wants to uh, get chomped on. D6 plus four. All right, cool. Three. Uh-huh. So I could use Bloody Aegis. Yep, to not to, take the to damage. To not take or any you could just take it. I'll just take it. Okay, great. Oh my god. So you still have that hold. So tell me what's attacking. It's like a deer. It's, oh, it's like a fucking, it's a buck, but it has one of those, it has another buck head with like the antlers locked that has come off. Mm-hmm. And it's just got, it's, yeah, it's, you know, really gnarly and it's pawing at you and there's like a raccoon with fucking porcupine quills you know it's just a mess of like four or five of these things are crawling all over you okay yeah i can see that they're about to go into the hole so i kind of get in the way and one of them bites me i guess and i i use the hold from defend to deal the amount of damage equal to my level yeah with tlc you just shred them yeah the ones that are on you just get 
shredded Fuck like yeah. uh like a cool. blender wow and the hole is defended for a moment and you see nesh has gotten up and he's got his knives in his hands and he's Fucking finally <laughs> do something <laughs> he's running towards the the group like the larger group of bigger imps. yeah okay are you okay yeah i'm just really stressed out <laughs> yeah, i'm not gonna die i promise Okay. The tree does seem to be on fire, Tuck. And Tuck is ignoring that. <laughs> Things could still go terribly. Yeah. Don't say that. I have still so many hit points. Yeah, like seven. Oh, yeah. Six, dude. <laughs> what? <laughs> you have six hit points left? I'll be fine. I have bloody ages. I could take so many debilities. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> cut back to the fairy. Okay, so our, our options are basically to take the tree into the fairy world. Mm-hmm. And then leave its form behind? Yeah, you would basically remove the spirit of the tree. I was thinking I would have to do lightning in a bottle. Ooh, yeah. That's okay. a good way to do it. Yes. And this would basically be you creating a fairy. Right. You are giving birth to a new fairy. It's a rare thing, yeah. Yeah, I think it is a very rare thing. Okay. So 2d6 plus dexterity. Or, though it would necessitate you leaving immediately, mm-hmm. I would allow the use of a hold. If I use the hold, could I have the 10? I think if you use the hold, yeah, you would just succeed. You would bring the spirit into the fairy, but you would have no idea what happens to it after. Sean. Yes. Can I use Wild Wanderer here in the Shadow Realms? Oh, that's interesting. Somewhere I've never been before. What does that do again? It's basically like Bardic Lore. Like he just gets a question Ooh. about like, what's the deal here? Yeah. 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 And you have to tell me honestly. Yeah. So I guess, sort of thing. I guess I want to know what you want to know. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, uh, I want to know if this is going to work. I think the big thing here is that if Billy just does this and you bounce right away, the concern was what happens to that knowledge? What happens to that fairy once he is here? And if you leave right away, you won't know. Is there any way that Vink can interact with that? Can I give of myself and mark my body with some of these constellations to take them into the world? Oh, like, could I mark Vink? Can I use elemental forms and transmute my body into made from the raw elements, which is the raw spirit of this tree, which is an element of wood? Does that make sense? That's an interesting idea. To take the knowledge into you and kind of become like a knowledge tree yourself. A sort of bit. like speeding up what Chimes did to himself. Oh. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking that too. Yeah. Really, I would have all these constellations. Constellations slash runes slash scars, <laughs> which is already happening with my hand and my mother. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Ving like looks down at his hand and sees the constellation oh, scar. That makes sense. Is, and looks up and knows. And the blood is glowing because it's Ooh. magical blood. Mm-hmm. Like, so, Pharrell. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. I like that a lot. Okay. So, mm-hmm. lightning in a bottle, hide and seek is the more advanced move of lightning in a bottle, mm-hmm. which is where I can pull the immaterial and make a material. And it says store one item in the fairy world, but I All wonder right. if I could attach it to Ving so that he carries it. So, it's anchored to him, but it lives in the fairy? Yeah. So, in a way, it's like I'm like, will you carry this fairy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. When the fairy is this tree. Yeah. Huh. I mean, and this kind of makes sense that they've been playing these games back and forth uh-huh. with in the Shadow Realm and when Ving took um, the Fae out of Billy before. Yeah. This is another game. Uh, and Billy the Fairy likes that. I think the tree would like that too. Because mm-hmm. I'm talking the tree in the Fairy Realm and the, and the Fairy Realm, like the whole thing is to play. I could offer that to the tree. Yeah, you guys have nailed it. These are great options. 
Okay, well, I would like to call upon the primal spirits of the tree to perform a task for me, and that the task is to bestow its knowledge on me to carry into the actual world, the material realm. Pretty sick. I hope this works. <laughs> are we doing this together, or are you doing it separate? I think it makes sense that we would like, that we I could do so. it together. So, yeah. Okay, so Billy's going to use hide and seek, which is like the more advanced move of lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. And Ving's going to use elemental mastery. Okay. I, um, I mean, we can roll them together. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's roll them both. So it's 2d6 plus charisma for lightning or 2d6 well, plus dexterity. Well, I was going to just use my hold for it. Oh, yeah. he doesn't have to roll. Shit. That's so then sick. we should see how Ving does first. Okay. 2d6 plus constitution. Thank you. Yes. Which makes sense because like your physical body is going to be the one taking yeah. on mm-hmm. this connection. Yeah. Eliana. Oh my god. I rolled a three. Fuck, no. My constitution is two. That's a five. Fuck. So what is a failure? Can I use my hold to... Resist the failure? Or you could use the hold to help like facilitate this connection. Yeah. And roll for the lightning in a bottle. Potentially failing. I trust your die. <laughs> do it, do it, do it. Holy shit. Yes! Are you kidding? <laughs> Fuck scars. Fuck, Fuck yeah. two sixes. Plus my dexterity is fourteen. Oh my god! Okay. I fucking nail this. Yeah. So what? Don't rub it in. I know. I'm, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, this makes perfect sense. This is Billy's realm. He's like at home here. He sees Ving, who is a master of the spirit. But you're like you're trying to connect in the way that a spiritualist would, that the yeah. that the spirit walker would, and the energy is so different and so tumultuous and chaotic that like the, all see, the noises of all the animals st- mm. and spirits yeah. behind me and you see it starting to overwhelm Ving. oh no and it's, i'm getting the scars on my body and Ooh. in the real world Ving is twitching on the ground oh and, shit and there's he's being marked up bleeding oh Whoa. my god his body is being affected in this place holy shit it's a way too violent acceptance of yeah. the thing yeah mm-hmm. this was not meant for mortals like yeah. this is Oh, shit. This is something else. Uh, Tree. Yes. Would you come with me? Would you leave your physical being and let us carry you with us until it's time to bring you back? I would love nothing more. And it steps through into the fairy. And it rolls like a little seed. Oh. So just like a little seed rolls into the fairy right into Billy's hands. Into my hands. And that's when Billy and Ving wake up. Oh, yes. Whoa. Billy's holding a seed in his hands and sees Ving on the ground next to him, twitching, being marked up by these runes and constellations on his body. And I say, I'm sorry, Ving, and I put it in your chest. And my chest cavity closes over, and the scarring of my skin calms, slows, leaving behind these marks and runes and constellations and stories all over my body. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Thank you. Uh... I hear commotion up up above. And you look up to the light uh-huh. and you see Tuck in Mortal Kombat. Fuck, no. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, let's cut to Tuck real quick first. Yeah, so Tuck, you see Nesh in the background mixing it up. And it is clear. Now, you remember him in the woods doing karate, mm-hmm. like doing like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You realize he wasn't just fucking around. He was practicing. Uh. And this dude is fucking kicking and slicing. And he's a ranger. He's young and experienced 
He's and like a Power Ranger. He, he is like a power <laughs> <laughs> the red <Great>. one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's young and inexperienced, but he was recruited for a reason to uh-huh. the talon of the Ranger King. Like a Power Ranger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. Very he received a coin <laughs> while he was in high school, and he went to talk to a head in a tube and his little robot. Wow. What do you do? You hear commotion below you. Well, describe the fight a little bit. Give it some flavor, yeah, Sean. God, we've what been talking we... for days here. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, you no, expected no, you guys. so many deets from us that you're going to give us, oh, uh, Nesh is like rolling around like yeah. that's it? You're just going to give us Nesh is good at karate? Okay, maybe describe it. Yeah, describe all the moves in detail yeah. accurately. The energy in this room is incredibly hostile. Do you realize you put us in this scenario? I do. That's so hard. Yeah. You walked up to me at that Christmas party. Oh, so, so many years ago. Uh, Okay, so Nesh is facing down one of the larger imps that has been, like, collecting bodies. It's got a head of a bear on one side. It's got the head of a mountain lion on the other side. It's made up of not just one body, but many bodies, dozens of legs. It looks almost like a millipede. It's so many corpses lashed together. Nice. And you see, even at the bottom, you see elven arms and legs pulling it along the ground. Gross. Uh, And Nesh wades in and becomes like a flurry of blades. Limbs are flying off in every direction, and he's staying just out of reach. He's like basically dancing backwards out of range of these snapping slavering jaws cool and he removes all of the closest grasping limbs and then kind of does one big jump backwards and as he does he throws both of his blades out and cuts the spinal columns at the base of both heads fucking sick for a second, if you were in his head, he was like, fuck, my knives. He, I can't believe I threw those. And then he does a cool, like, run, run, jump and grabs them and flips over. And he makes eye contact with you, Tuck. And he's like, pretty cool, huh? He gets punched in the head. Yeah, he's just laid out. But below, you hear a commotion as Billy fucking pops out of the hole. I'm so sorry. For what? For laying around. And... I would like to defend Ooh, Tuck. okay. 2d6 plus constitution. Yes. I got a three. Yeah. <laughs> Billy pops out of the hole and is like, I'll defend you. And I, Billy didn't know what was up there. Yeah. And he sees the imps. He's like, holy shit. And he slips <laughs> backwards me. into the hole. <laughs> slides back. Yeah, he slips. He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're down at the bottom of the hole again. So it's going to take another, it's going to take a roll for you to get back up. Uh, But Tuck, Nesh has been laid out by an imp and the horde still swarms around you. I'm going to roll defend again. Okay. 2d6 plus constitution. Fuck you. Six. Uh Uh-huh. I'll aid. Okay. How do you aid? I'm going to aid by uh, trying to get up there and help him defend. Yeah, that's, yeah. I got eight. Okay. So eight makes that a seven to nine, which gives you one hold. Mm -hmm. Two hold. So I use both holds to deal my level of damage to the horde. Fucking ridiculous. Yes, that's 20 damage. It's legal. (laughs) It's legal. This is not against the law. Yeah. Ving, you basically, you see Tuck like falling backwards down the hole as he's being overwhelmed by these imps and you like just pop up and kind of help him back up. I say, mind if I join in? And Tuck goes, 
yes, join in, you fuck. <laughs> yeah. As just like two huge swings just cleaving through these creatures. Yeah. Clearing a little space for you to, to act and think. Okay, I grab my bandolier of sand. Oh, sand. Oh, I have the bow as well. You do have a bow now. I, st- I take off the bow that I stole from Nysander. And I smash one of my bandoliers and uh, they're full of sand and I make a bunch of glass arrows. Oh, cool. That's pretty sick. I'm going to shoot them into the big guy. Yeah, totally. So yeah, 2d6 plus... Con. Con. Got a six. I will aid. Yeah. You almost fall in the hole and I, I, like, I help you. Everybody keeps falling in this fucking hole. it's such an uneven hole. Yeah. Yeah. The cavern is like crumbling beneath us. It's like falling. Shit's falling in. Yeah. Eight. Eight. Thank okay, you. so that and makes it a seven to nine. As you almost fall in the hole, like, Tuck takes his axe, buries it in the head of, like, an owl elk bear thing, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. he reaches back and grabs you, but cups your buttock. <laughs> so you're oh. sitting in his hand. And, and his Ving instinctually clenches <laughs> to, to like, show up. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> to show up, to be like, I've been working out. <laughs> yeah, but it does, like clench onto my fingers so you like it makes it easier for me i grab his fingers <laughs> and then tuck goes i miss you so much buddy and ving moves his mouth like he's a puppet on tuck's hand i'm with you matt oh yeah and then tuck wants to just throw ving over the horde that's in front of us oh, so he can attack from behind that's so, cool that's cool and these glass arrows form in your hand. And I th- yeah, while I'm in the air, yeah. I'm doing a somersault and I want to fing, 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 and shoot as many as I can. That's pretty sick. Is that what you're using your elemental form hold for? Yeah, I get two holds, so I want to use yeah. both of those. Okay, so that's deal your damage twice, I guess. Okay. And it's a D10 with the elements? Yes. Nine. Okay, so 12 damage. Fuck. Um, this thing's taking like... 50 damage yeah, so far. Wild. It's a horde of monsters. Remember okay. I said? Yeah. Okay. You're, yeah, you're, you're, <laughs> you're like, it's Jessica doable. just went into the matrix. <laughs> her, uh, she, she rolled her I, eyes so hard she ascended. Because <laughs> you were like, it's doable, like just for Tuck. And you're like level 1000, basically. It is very, rotten. look at you still fucking I'm kicking ass. I'm still kicking ass. I'm yeah. still totally fine. Um, but yeah, you release these glass arrows. Oh, they fire, you fire the arrow and they like, air burst basically like they shoot down towards the horde yeah and then shatter in the air and like oh, shred them cool. sick that's awesome that's so cool <laughs> thanks guys the number is approaching okay and you can tell that because the horde is thinning out mm-hmm. nash took down one of the larger ones but there's like one more that just keeps like greedily reaching out and just like shoving corpses into its form oh it's huge now yeah yeah because there's so many corpses around yeah i like that it there's guards the guards who are usually in the garden yeah there's some of those like poking at it with spears like "Ah, ah," and it's like killing them and then mashing it into its body murdering people and mashing it into itself spooky that's gross yeah yell at them like no, you have to leave. Fucking get, yeah, get out, out of here. here. Yeah. You like leave land on this the, place. Land on the ground. Get out. Yeah. yeah shoot mm-hmm. into the crowd. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just like bleeding from yeah. head to toe, covered in scars. And oh a couple of them are just like throw down spears, run. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking gone then. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy, you're at the bottom of the hole. As you like pick yourself up and start climbing, the roots are like coming away in your hand. Fucking hell. But then you realize. The roots are coming away in my hand like they're rotting. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> what does Billy do? 
Billy is furious Mm -hmm. (laughs) because he's like, I never wanted to see those imps again. So he rips open the the tent bag and he goes inside storming. Uh Uh-huh. Hi, Perel. Hi. And he grabs like a candlestick off the table where they're having a nice dinner again. Mm. (laughs) They're just eating dinner now? Doing fucking nothing. (laughs) You know, if you want to help, there's like a bunch of stuff that needs killing. So you, okay, so here's a, so Morris is like, what needs killing? And the he, stepdad mode. Oh yeah. yeah. You come in and you're fucking bloody and like filthy. And he's like, what happened? <laughs> You've activated something in Morris. Yeah. I like that. And then we cut to outside the tent and you walk towards like the, the roots you've been climbing up to the hole as Morris is like striding alongside you. And as you step towards the first of the roots, you're on the surface. How? Morris <gasps> looks down, winks, and turns towards the imps. Cool. Sick. Wow. And Perel is like, guys, <laughs> he's climbing he's cl- up the roots he's behind you. Scrabbling so hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what does Billy do? He's got a candlestick, a lit candlestick in his yeah, hand. Yeah, and he takes a huge like chunk of the rotting wood and he lights it on fire. And it starts to burn. Can I volley this torch that I'm holding? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. 2d6 plus dexterity. I want to throw the big greedy imp. Yeah. 11. Okay, so you do, your, you do your damage. Four. Four. So it strikes the, the large imp, and while it doesn't do a colossal amount of damage, you see some of the desiccated flesh start to burn. And it feels cheap, but there are two fucking wizards on the field now. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you know what else? Perel gets to the top of the hole, and he's like... <laughs> Transmuted beings. He's like straight. Yeah, he's oh, like, wow. Right. He's like cracking his knuckles. Like, here we go. And then he's immediately bowled over as a massive lupine form leaps out of the hole. Oh, <laughs> <yes>! <laughs> it's like, you pathetic beasts. And he lands in the middle and goes to town. His huge head is like chomping onto bodies and Fuck throwing them sick. to the side. And as the horde kind of realizes this is the last push. Things get hairy for a bit. What do you guys do? I light a second, like, because there's wood everywhere. I light a second piece on fire. Okay. I'm going to roll fight with honor. Okay. Yeah. 2d6 plus constitution. Eight. Okay. Cool. So you get two. Yep. Tuck, what do you do? Tuck just straight up hack and slashes. Okay. 2d6 plus strength. Fuck you. Nine. Ooh, can I aid? Yes, please. Uh, Billy, I don't know, like, oh, yeah, no, Billy just whips it. His strong arm, straight and true. <laughs> yeah, two to six plus bond. Straight and true. Straight and true. Uh, five. Uh, Fuck. Okay. okay. Well, you know, still seven to nine. Mm-hmm. So you deal your damage, you, and you, you throw fire at me. Uh, uh, <laughs> like, Ow. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> and Billy, what the fuck? Billy falls down the hole again. No, honestly, it's kind of funny. No, I, I think there's there's one that's like a, a beaver. A beaver with like a bunch of like bird legs. I hear it behind me and then I turn around like, you. (laughs) (laughs) It's as you were throwing it, you get like nudged and you turn around. There's a little shitty beaver imp behind you. Like, (laughs) I go. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it's going to it's going to snap at you. So it was it was a hard fail. So roll a D6. No, I shoot first, please. Okay. 2D6. Well, how are you shooting first? Just punch it. (laughs) 2D6 plus strength. So shitty at this. Five. Oh, yeah, God. so go uh, ahead and roll that D6 again. Yeah. 
great for four damage yeah. as this thing chomps onto you. Yeah, and- I punch it right in the teeth. <laughs> <laughs> in the mouth that's b- biting, biting you. Yeah. yeah. Ah! It's like on your fist. Yeah. Oh, Whoa. Man. Fucking brutal. <laughs> Break your hand. Yeah. Chomps yeah. on you bad. Uh, How does Tuck do this? Oh, wait. No, Tuck. Sorry. Roll your damage. Oh, okay. Fucking two. Uh, not so good. Yeah. Um, And then since it was a seven to nine, you also take damage. So okay. it was a D6 uh-huh. like plus two. Okay. Seven. <laughs> but... Bloody Aegis. When you take damage, you can grit your teeth and accept the blow. If you do, you take no damage, but instead you suffer a debility of your choice. Absolutely can do that. Yeah. Whoa. So that means I can take a debility to my worst stat and uh-huh. th- that I never use, which is intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> and then... <laughs> Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. <laughs> and then I will not take damage on this. Totally. Yeah. Except okay. to your intelligence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he's like, only a dumb person would do this. And I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so smart. I don't even notice how much I'm losing intelligence. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you go ahead and suffer that debility uh, as it bites you on the brain, I guess. I think it, bite, it bites me in the arm, but like I'm fucking tired now. Yeah. Like Tuck has been Ooh. fighting literally in the mouth of hell. <laughs> For- like for hours. like 45 yeah. minutes it at least. It feels like for a while. Like this yeah. is the longest fight Tuck has ever been a part yeah, of. Yeah, totally. And he he squared up against a fucking god right yeah. before it. You tried to fight the god. Yeah, yeah. it didn't work. Vink Clark said the Tuck is so done and that he's getting stupider and the more he's getting attacked. <laughs> oh no. So I want to use one of my hold to deal a damage within sight. Whatever's closest to Tuck. Yeah, totally. It is the group of three chittering things that are climbing all over him. One looks like a pig that you don't even know where this pig would have come from. And then it's... Oh, it came from um, the, the dungaree. The dungaree. Oh, uh, it's... The what, rhinoceros. It's the rhinoceros. Oh, yeah, yeah, Rhinoceros. Yeah. Oh, it looks like uh, Rocksteady or Bebop. Can't remember which one. Yeah. It looks like Rocksteady and Bebop mashed yeah, together. Yeah. A pig and a rhino. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to use my bandolier again mm-hmm. and um, use elemental form. So I jump over... Nesh, who's battling somebody, mm-hmm. and I'm like, holy shit, she's got some fucking moves. Yeah, yeah. Land behind the group that's up against Tuck with the one that's on fire, grabs one of his bandoliers that has a little bit of the gunpowder that he got a long time ago. Oh, in yeah. It, pours it all over his head and jumps onto the guy. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> exploding, engulfing in flames, and everyone around him. Whoa. Wait, what? Why do you you have to kill yourself? I don't need to. So now I'm like a fireman. Oh. And are you like impervious to fire? I'm impervious to fire. He's impervious to fire. Sick. Okay, I want to like get close to him. (laughs) I get him really, I grab the, I grab the guy (laughs) and I kiss the monster on the mouth (laughs) and I pour the fire over top of my head lighting me and him on fire. Yeah. And then I punch him. So go ahead and deal your damage. Okay, wow. It's a D10. Seven. Yeah, that Holy immolates shit. the one you're holding and one next to you. Morris steps up to like one of the imps, which, you know, they've never seen monsters like this before. Mm-hmm. But Morris holds out his hand in front of one of them and you see like the weird wizard muscularity like flex in his arm mm-hmm. as a space inside the imp blooms Whoa. into negative Whoa. space and it just like pack. Oh. Just bursts into a bunch of chunks of flesh and bone. That's sick. And Perel next to him, just next, these two dudes next to each other, fucking power couple of the century. <laughs> like, because Perel reaches his hand out, and you remember, Perel's a wizard. Mm-hmm. I forgot. As one of the imps just melts in front of him, Whoa. just turns to goo. 
and they both already look pretty tired because <laughs> this is <laughs> oh right they haven't done this in that's ages. the state of the world yeah. but they are they're holding their own next to one another cool and nesh is climbing up the pig rhinoceros thing with his knives mm-hmm. and this seems to be the final you've sliced through a good chunk of these things mm-hmm. This is the last thing that needs to be overcome. No, Billy is spinning around with the beaver oh, attached right, to his hand. Right. And he's like, he sees like the one fire. He's like, help me. And he's like spinning it towards somebody. I, so, so funny. You see before you a towering monstrosity of flesh and bone. Yeah. And you know, this is your last enemy. Help me. Anybody. With a beaver on his arm. It's got my arm. <laughs> it's so gross. Get off me. <laughs> Can I use my last fight with honor hold to uh, block a blow, blow meant for someone else and take half the damage? Yeah, totally. It's... So you what, rip it off Billy's arm? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and set it on fire. Oh, yeah. You grab it by like the head yeah. and it, as it's burning, you're able to like peel it off of Billy. But it like with its remaining bottom half of a jaw lacerates the hand that you grab it with. Uh, so roll a, roll a d6 one well it tries at least it definitely <laughs> tries as billy your hand is freed from the the slavering yeah, jaws and billy stops drops and rolls because it's just he he's just like it's so gross i don't know what to do yeah. <laughs> yeah and as you're on your back rolling you look up and you see chunks of branches falling to the ground but underneath those branches you see new growth and then realize, well, that's nice, but there's a huge branch falling towards me. What do you do? <laughs> Roll out of the way. All right. 2d6 plus dexterity. Yeah. 11. Jesus Christ. Yeah. You roll out of the way just in time for boom. A big branch <laughs> hits the ground and just like mulches. Tuck. Boom. A huge pile of rotten wood falls to the ground next to you. In your mind, it is fucking immolated. It uh-huh. is burning. Okay. And this towering fleshy monstrosity stands before you. Get over here, you fucking fleshlight. <laughs> so tired yeah. and stupid now. Uh-huh. Um, stupid now. <laughs> I wouldn't mind if... I wouldn't mind a little bit of that flesh over in this corner of the stadium. <laughs> And Tuck takes TLC, and it's like literally like the last bit of strength he has left. Uh-huh. And he like he's like, "All right, buddies, fly true, find the flesh." <laughs> <laughs> he, he kisses them, uh-huh. and then he like overhand whips the axe at the thing. Hell yeah, at the giant thing. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's see it. Two d six plus dexterity. I guess. I guess I don't have a debility in it, so that's good. Seven. <laughs> Seven to nine. Um, so, oh, so that is a volley. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is you place yourself in danger or you take what you can get. So it's your damage minus 1d6. Uh, take what you can take get. You can get. There's yes. so many help here. Yeah. So yeah, I'll take it's what really I can hard. Okay. I yeah. guess I'll take what I can. So you roll a d10. Yeah. And then roll another d6. And or should it. I put myself in danger? No. <laughs> you could. 
Because I could take jam it. I can, well, look how sad my eyebrows are. <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> Sorry. I still have six HP. But mm-hmm. Perel's literally turning them to goo. I know. So he could just turn it to goo. He's hogging all the cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> this is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> this, okay, talk. These are my murders. Chuck, <laughs> as he's deciding, like, in the split second before he, like, lets go of the axe, yeah. when he's like, should I? I recover there's a fucking weird thing over here which way should i fall an angel and a demon appear on his shoulders and one is ving and one is billy yeah. <laughs> all right let's go dude this is you've been fucking slaughtering this you got this you're the coolest that's right i'm so fucking cool yeah and you're like pretty cool but think about this like you're also so tired and think about where you go which is pizza palace uh, pizza palace. Think and about the- pizza palace covering you up in his nice, warm, greasy pizza blanket. His. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, pizza palace is a guy. Yeah, that's yeah. so funny. And then Tuck, like, he looks at the shoulder with Billy on it, and then there's a sit-down Pizza Hut that's just like, "Get over here, big boy! I got a warm it's spaghetti for you." Yeah. Spaghetti. <laughs> Every part of Tuck's psyche is exhausted. Broken, yeah. <laughs> Are you going to let these guys just waltz in here and take over the fight? You had it from the beginning. It's my fight. Yeah, but you also know what? Pizza Palace is only open for five more minutes, so you got to come in here, buddy. You own the Pizza Palace, man. Those doors are never locked. <laughs> if you if you walk up to a Pizza Palace and it's closed, you just unlock the door from the inside because you also clean the Pizza Palace Listen, at buddy, night. buddy, we just pulled out a pipe and hot fresh. Calzone stuffed. Double stuffed. With victory, throw your axe. Hot mozzarella sticks. Now we, Billy and Bing Angels, go for a bite. (laughs) They're They're both kind of on each other's side now. They're just arguing in favor of pizza. Do you want to go to my mind KFC with me? Hell yeah, I do. <laughs> All right. Then Tuck is alone again. This oh. is where we find out that Ving has a mind palace as a sit-down KFC. It's a sit-down KFC. Yeah. Slash Taco Bell. That's hilarious because Ving is like, no, I eat healthy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In front of you guys. Yeah. Be a real clover Ooh, about it. Grass. Yeah. <laughs> you guys believe this the whole time. That Ving was like, yum, yum. I love mm. grass. But every time he goes for a night jog, he's actually <gasps> going to Taco Bell. I I pound Crunch Supreme until it's 5 a.m. Yeah. And then he and that's throw, why I'm so sweaty when I get back. Well, wow, I really worked up a <laughs> in McCall when you're doing your nighttime or like rooftop workouts uh-huh. and you're yeah. so sweaty. No, yeah, exactly. You're just gonna falafels. go communo with whispers <laughs> at the Taco Bell slash KFC in my mind. Cheesy gordita crunch. I will take the family pack. Thank you. He's so sweaty whenever we go up there and out of breath because he's like furiously hiding the wrappers yeah. and stuff. What is speed eating a yeah. family? bucket of chicken. <laughs> oh yeah, a secret eating fucking amazing. And all the women who were watching from like the other balconies were just watching because they were like, oh, "Look at this sad man." Oh my god, what is going on? <laughs> just pounding macaroni in the pot. Yeah. Anyway, I deal my full damage. I do not take what I can oh, get. Oh no. Fuck. Eight. Okay, eight okay. is enough that the damage. The, the axe digs deep into this monstrosity, uh-huh. basically right between the rhino and the pig head. 
and it staggers back. Nesh holds on for dear life onto his knives and goes, whoa, as Morris and Perel are trying to keep it in place. Like Perel is uh, transmuting the like the soil up into like a barrier on one side as Morris is using his magic to extend that barrier around it. Sick. It is teetering. It is on its last legs. You have put yourself in danger. Mm -hmm. You look up. There is a massive piece of tree falling towards you. What do you do? Defy danger. I just try and dodge out of the way. Defy danger dexterity. Here we go. Fuck. That's a three. So no, I do not dodge out of the way. Can I? Oh, can I do something? Yeah. Yeah. What do you want to do? Am I allowed to defend Abdul? Oh yeah, let's let's roll it. So it's two d six plus Constitution. Eleven. Oh, holy shit. Whoa! You get three hold. Sweet. So you can redirect an attack from the thing you defend to yourself. Have the attacks effect or damage, or deal damage to the attacker equal to your level. Yeah, I'll redirect the attack to myself. Okay, so you just fully I push just Tuck out of the way. Push him away. Yeah. And I'm I roll up into like a roly poly to protect myself. Uh-huh. Uh, nice. So what kind of damage do we think this falling tree does? I mean, it's mush. I want to say it's a 12. D12. Okay. Okay. But I kind of want, because it's not going to just be like, the chances of it just being one are low. That's fine. So I would say you're going to be rolling 2D12 and taking the highest. Two is the biggest. Wow, you rolled a Luck. one and a two. Oh Are my you god! Fucking kidding! Luck yes, the Jessica. <laughs> what the fudge? You roll into the roly poly, like you yeah. said, and this huge chunk of wood just slams down around you. You did say it earlier, like, oh, that wouldn't even hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, it yeah. didn't. I pull, poke up my finger. I'm like, I got a sliver. <laughs> yeah, there was like a huge crack in it that just landed around. <laughs> exactly. You. Yeah. Fang jumps in like a mother, like, oh my god, a sliver, honey, no. <laughs> biting at it before you pop out where like there's like a moment of silence when everyone on the field is like billy just died yeah <laughs> totally and then chuck's like no avenge you <laughs> you you see billy uh, his splinter does not need attention he's absolutely fine yeah, yeah you fine. can tell because he's going owie <laughs> you know what he's fine <laughs> whenever he makes that noise he's not hurt at all yeah and this beast is tottering being hemmed in by Morris and Perel. It's got Tuck's axe hanging out of it. I, I run up and I the you said the axe went into his chest. I dive into his chest on fire Whoa. to go get the axe and come out the back with his yeah. axe. Whoa, cool. you go through it? Yeah. Whoa. Like so you grab the axe and then use and the just, momentum of yeah, the dive. Use the, the axe and swing through, cut through it, and come out the back on fire with the TLC. Whoa, yeah, totally. Cool. And that's an elemental form hold? Oh yeah, that's my last hold. Okay, so you come out the other side as the flames like extinguish around you as you st- like I slide leave them behind a- in the animal to burn. Yeah, mm. and it's like crackling as the fire begins to engulf it. Uh, and roll your damage. Okay. Five. The fire crackles up in this dead flesh. This thing is burning uh-huh. and screeching and bellowing. And Tuck, you're standing in front of this burning creature as it shrieks and bellows, just as you think it is about to take one last swipe at you, a spear arcs over your head and slams into the chest of this thing, what's left of its chest. Whoa. And it totters and falls. And Ving, on the other side of this body, past the head that you see of your spear, which you lost in the hole beneath the tree, 
standing at the mouth of the chasm, bleeding and exhausted, is your father. (gasps) And he looks at you and says, Bing. Dead. What took you so long? Said the serpent to the king The steps you take are number now What will those footfalls bring? Walk with me and It's cold. And-